Philippines. 260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. Hello and welcome back to the Kickback Pod. I'm your host, Josh Dominic, JD Kicks, whatever you want to call me, it doesn't matter. In this episode, it's a very special episode because it's the first time we have featured a guest on the podcast, and he is none other than Sean Go. And in case you guys don't know who he is, he is one of the premier content creators in the YouTube sneaker space. I've definitely been a big fan of his for several years now, and I'm sure you guys, I'm sure most of you guys listening to this pod know who he is because he was definitely the most requested podcast guest on the uh, on the pod. So very, very happy to have him here. In case you guys were wondering, where is Fabian? Why is he not on this week's episode? That is because Fabian's with his fam. He's in Thailand. He's having a great time in the sun. Of course, I'm jealous. Fabian, if you're listening, you're definitely missed. But without further ado, let's get into it. The Kickback Pod and Sean Go. And we are back once again. The Kickback Pod moving into the second half century of our episodes. We did episode 50 last week, moving into episode 51. And this one is a big one, guys. So when I asked you guys on Instagram, give me your most requested guests that you guys want to see on the pod. As I mentioned to you guys, we will start having guests on the pod this year. And by far, the number one response we got was none other than Sean Go, the sneaker YouTuber legend himself. And that's who we got on the pod today. So Sean, first of all, welcome to the Kickback Pod. Thanks, man. I'm just a little disappointed. It took... Uh 51 episodes to get me on but uh <laughs> in all seriousness though it's uh, no but dude it's, it's, it's a, first of all man you are the first ever guest on the pod oh in that case never mind take back all my words <laughs> yes man so so the, the pod has been uh before you got here it's just been a pod between me and my good friend fabian who used to yep. be the sneaker editor over at high snobiety uh so so it was just us two and uh and finally this year we're like man we need to start having guests and what better guest to kick us off than none other than Sean Go himself. And I think I speak for all the sneakerheads out there, man. You are the sneakerheads sneaker YouTuber. So oh, at, at least at least for me, like th- this countless choice right now on YouTube, man, so many people review sneakers, but at least for me, like when I need information about a shoe that I want to cop, add to my own personal collection, there's literally only one person I'm going to. That's oh, you, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. Is it weird so, to say that? Like, I feel the same way about you too. <laughs> bromance, bro. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we were saying this off air, but I think um, part of the reason why a lot of your audience want to see me on the pod, want to hear me on the pod, is because we kind of have similar objectives in like the content we we churn out. I yeah, think that's exactly. Fair to say, right. Yeah, yeah, and you were you were also asking me before the pod like if I was doing this full time, and you guys know I don't do this full time. I have a full time gig as well, and part of the reason why I don't do this full time is because I would be forced to make content that I wouldn't want to make if if I completely one hundred percent depended on the revenue I got from YouTube. I would be putting out content that you guys wouldn't want to see. Trust me, like just big BS red boots, content. man. <laughs> yeah, like oh, have you guys checked out those big red boots, those Astro Boy boots? Like, you, does any of you want to see a JD Kicks video about that? I don't think so. 
So Yo, now, now you got to do it, man. You got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Might just do it for the views, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man so so um the way we do it at least on the kickback pod well actually first of all man first of all wanted to give a big shout out to your number one pickup of 2022 so happy birthday to grayson go he is oh, man. Thank one you, year thank old you. and uh he and i don't know what the word is on, in the go household but i think he looks like you so yeah oh no he everyone it's like 99 percent people say he's my twin we got like the random one or two people that say no they see carmen my wife and him but uh thanks man yeah one year time flies yo yeah dude that, that that's crazy when i saw you guys post that picture i was like man i remember you posting yeah. grace's first picture like <laughs> yeah. it was like a few months ago he just exploded in size that's all <laughs> yeah what was the first pair you bought him yo i already had i had a stash of shoes to be honest like i've been kind of collecting like or baby shoes not with the intention of having a kid like i didn't know i was gonna have a kid or not but um i had like probably like 10 to 15 pairs over the last five to ten years i was just collecting for no reason um so first pair maybe i want to say the air jordan 5 grape maybe okay nice nice something like that one of those older retro jordans Man, he's he's gonna grow up and like flex on everyone in the school so hard. <laughs> the problem is he hates wearing socks and shoes. Like he he just kicks them off every time I try. I think that's pretty normal because uh, Fabian, the my co-host, he also recently had a baby, maybe like five months ago now, and he says the same thing. Like, uh, yeah, just won't put on socks. Yeah, so I stopped buying those tiny size shoes. I'm investing in like bigger sizes. So when he actually needs shoes, hopefully he'll be. Uh, be down to wear like some lost and found jordan ones <laughs> man you know what you know what you know what i got fabian for when his when his child was born i got him a gift and it was baby shoes right and yeah. this was right around the, and, and i bought the shoes thinking like man he's gonna love it and what i actually ended up buying him was a pair of foam runners and literally like three weeks later all that shit with kanye went down when, when oh he, yeah yeah <laughs> When he went, he went crazy online and he said the most outrageous shit. And then like three weeks later, I meet Fabian in person. I'm like, hey, I got you something, man. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it, it, didn't, it, it didn't work out too well. But anyways, man, so usually when we kick off every episode, we go through what we've been wearing in the last couple of weeks. And uh, so in our case, it's just the last two weeks. So maybe I'll go first. So I've been going i've been falling in love once again with my pair of new balance uh 990 amethyst purple so that was my favorite pair by far out of season one teddy santis i know i remember i watched your review by the way i love that review you did which was ranking all the season one pairs from new balance that's amazing like for like a sneaker Thanks, nerd that's like the greatest <laughs> video to watch um and but i didn't agree i didn't agree with marblehead at number one but i, I like that you put amethyst at number two though so yeah, that was yeah, yeah. So, so I've, I've been rocking that shoe. Yeah, man. yeah, it, it's close. Yeah, but, but like every time I rock that shoe, I'm like, man, this looks so different than every other true, pair of New true. Balance, and it's such a nice color. So, I, I, and it's so comfortable, of course. So, I've been, I've been just wearing that a lot, and I'm still, um, I'm definitely riding that Adidas Samba wave. So, I've been, I've been definitely collecting quite a few Sambas recently. I do have both of my pairs of the Wales Bonner uh, Sambas that came out last year. And while I was in Toronto, actually, last month, walked into an Adidas store on Queen Street, 
and they had 50% off the whole store. So I bought the Samba Vegans for like, I paid 50 Canadian dollars, which translates to 35 euros, which is insane because Samba's here, the retail price is around 120 and I paid 35 euros, which is, which was insane. So, uh, I'm, I've been rocking that too. So pretty much just the nine nineties and the Samba's for me. How about yourself? Yeah, kind of similar um, in the sense of uh, a lot of new balances. Um, so I've been buying, obviously, a lot of pairs, which I've reviewed. And we were just talking about this offline, but I'm having this problem of keeping all the shoes that I'm reviewing because I just fall in love with them. So like a lot of these new balance GRs, you would think it's like an easy pair to just review and get rid of. But then, you know, after you finish the video, you look at them and you're like damn like i really like wearing these shoes they're comfortable they look nice they're stylish um so on that note like i've been wearing like a ton of the 1906 r um refined future pack colorways so turtle dove and the castle rock colorways i've worn those a lot um other than that the weather's kind of like crappy outside now in, in toronto so a lot of my beaters um some nike by you dunks i've been wearing a couple of those Panda Dunks, not to be basic, but I have to, you know, just those everyday sort of shoes. White Cement 3s, I'm wearing those as much as I can before those um, reimagined pairs can drop in, in a couple months. And uh, Black Cement 3s, of course, are also like another uh, winter shoe for me. Wow, that's that's good to hear, man, because I, like I, I often think this, like if I still lived in Toronto and went through like Toronto winters, I would have no idea what sneakers to wear. Like you can't you can't wear New Balances like with a nice suede and all that. You can't wear that in, yeah, in like yeah, yeah. the snow, right? But but that's those only if Jordans... I'm like if I'm hopping in the from my home to the car to the office, for example, or from home to the car to a mall, then I'll wear like the suede New Balances. Otherwise, it's strictly leather on the streets. Do, do you ever wear like Timberlands or anything like that? Or are you just strictly a sneakers guy? Mm, I used to have like Red Wing boots, but then I don't really have to. Well. I used to wear those boots when I would have to like commute to work, like take public transit. Um, so that gets pretty messy on the streets, but then now I just drive to the office. So I don't really need to have like okay. super intense winter footwear. <laughs> no, no, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, those are some pretty, uh, pretty great suggestions. I think like, I like the black cement. That's a pretty good winter shoe for sure. Cause it's yeah. black. So you don't really care too much about it getting dirty. Um, and then let's go through some of, uh, so the next thing we do is we go through our pickups over the last couple of weeks. And for you and me, it's pretty easy because we, we literally <laughs> just watch up whatever we reviewed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's usually whatever we reviewed. So, uh, I'll go first. So the, my biggest pickup of the week by far was the Jordan one 85 black and white. Uh, so in, in, um, uh, I, I let you guys know how I copped it, which was, there was a sneakers live, uh, event on the sneakers app. And uh, they shock dropped the shoe on the app. Most people said that it didn't even show up on their phone. On my, I have four Nike accounts. It showed up on one of them. So that's how I was able to just click on it and quickly cop. And uh, like I said in the video, this is one of those pairs that like everyone's gonna like clown it because they're gonna call it the Panda Jordan ones. But like in person, this is such a nice pair of shoes. It looks so nice in the black and white. It's an OG colorway. The leather on it's pretty good. It's not as thick as the leather on those 85 neutral grays it's more of like a the more of like the georgetowns that came out last year so it's it's kind of like nice and soft and it's just a really nice everyday pair that you can probably get like five to ten years of use out of 
Um, so I think, and, and if you look at the resale prices right now, they're pretty low. They're under 300 yeah, in is. a lot of sizes. Yeah. So uh, you can thank the Panda Dunks for <laughs> killing the hype on that one. Um, so, so that was definitely my biggest cop of the week. So shout out to Nike sneakers app for giving me the early access there. Uh, I also copped uh, so another part of uh, season two of Teddy Santa's New Balance, the 990 in the tan green colorway. Uh, this was a nice pair, but uh, I didn't like the materials. So uh, the materials, instead of using mesh on the toe box, they've instead used canvas. And like I showed you guys during my video, it creases pretty badly. Uh, I don't like the way canvas creases and it looks a little weird too on the shoe like every step you take you see these weird like creases especially on the side of the shoe and I, I just didn't like how that looked although I love the colorway it's a great colorway have you seen this one the tan yeah. green yeah it's so much potential but same thing man I don't I don't love canvas so I was I was a pass yo, why do me. they yo someone tell me why do they make shoes out of canvas man like, I, I just don't get it. Like, have you seen the new Union Jordan 1 Lowe's that just dropped? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, what? Wh like, Especially a white, white canvas like, shoe? <laughs> you're asking yeah. to get dirty the first wear. Yeah, like, like who is looking at the shoe and saying, man, I, I love this shoe. I just need it in canvas. <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody wants a canvas shoe. I don't know why these sneaker brands don't get this by now. But, uh, but anyways, and my last pickup, um, you guys might know I'm probably the only sneaker YouTuber who shows a lot of love to this brand. It is one of my favorite sneaker brands. That's the Solomon, and, and I copped Solomon XT6 in the Ren Kangaroo colorway, which, I, which I've said before, my favorite colorway of all time on this model. It retroed last week, and I know you guys over in North America, Sean, Solomon is dead over there. Like, you guys make fun of people who wear Solomons. It's a very specialized crowd of people that wear it. Yes, it's very, it is, but in Europe, Solomon is, I would say, more popular than Asics even, uh, you, as far as like what you see on the streets. And so I started to really love Solomon just living here. And man, like you guys are missing out, man, because some of these colorways go hard, man. You, you got to try it. I'm telling you, review a pair of Solomons, you, you won't be disappointed. I've had so many people hit me up saying like, oh, are you going to like start reviewing them? I'm like, ah, oh, I, I still can't get with it, man. Like, I... <laughs> Yeah. And I don't know a single thing about the brand or the the models. So I literally would be going in blind, which is kind of cool, I guess. But I, yeah, I, I went in I blind too, yet, man. <laughs> Everyone can't start somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what about you? Uh, what have you picked up in the last two weeks? Uh, so not counting the stuff that I've reviewed, obviously. I'm just looking through my, my Excel. Um, so my... my wait, wait, what? Your Excel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, know, you know I'm an accountant by... by what do you call it? By, by degree, by trade. right? By trade, right? Oh, my God. So you put everything on Excel, yeah, all your pickups? Date, brand, colorway, size, yeah. retail price, tax paid, all that Yo, stuff. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> I'm not surprised at all, man. Like, I, I would expect Yo, Asian, you to do that. Like, Asian accountant. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 oh, that's awesome, man. But it makes it, total it, sense it considering things, how uh, many sneakers you get. Yeah. Like, it totally makes sense. It organizes things and makes things, makes your life a lot easier when you're trying to figure out some like data. But um, so recent pickups. So a friend of mine hit on the Kith, uh, Ronnie Fike Super Orange uh, Gelite Threes. Fire. Uh, I got the Air Jordan Twenty Three from the Year of the Rabbit pack. Okay. I, nice. I bought those on on StockX because it was like not too much over retail. Someone took my bid. Uh, other than that, I got the Mellow MBO2s in that jade, I guess, 
it's sort of like an unofficial Lunar New Year colorway as well. It's like the teal. And Dude, gold. you're really into the basketball kicks. I, I I noticed that with your channel, but that's also because you actually play ball. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. like your Instagram stories is either shoes or you at a pickup basketball yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> or my son. <laughs> or your son. Yeah, exactly. So are, are you nice, man? Are you nice? Nah, bro. I'm trash. <laughs> you're trash, I, man. Like honestly, no. Nah, I'm terrible. Actually, like, you I, know what? I go for cardio. Actually, you know what? Every single video you ever post is you on the bench. Exactly. See? Right? There's, re- <laughs> There's a reason for that. In my heyday, man, in my younger days, let's say I was like a decent 3 and D player, but now I'm just half of a D player. You're not, you're not, you're not the 3 and D specialist? OG? OG Ananobi? After, after becoming a dad, I literally just lost my shot for some reason. I don't know. Yo, it's that's terrible. crazy. You lost your shot? You're like the opposite of Fred Van Vliet. I'm like <laughs> Scotty Barnes without the hook shot when he plays passive in the first quarter. Oh, man. Yo, we could, we could do a whole nother pot on like Raptors, man. That's another thing yeah. we have in common. Um, okay. okay, other than that, I got the Air Jordan 2 in the Lucky Green colorway, um, the Union AJKO Lowe's in the leather and canvas, uh, which haven't shipped yet, I'm still waiting on that, and then, um, what else? Uh, that's it, I think, the True Blue Jordan 1s I reviewed, so yeah, that's pretty much it, last two weeks. Damn, you definitely need a, a spreadsheet for that, man, that's yeah. a lot of pickups. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. It's bad. Okay. <laughs> All right, all right. So cool. Let's let's get into the let's get into Sean Go. All right. So I definitely prepared some questions here that I think your audience would be interested in. My audience would be interested in. So let's just start. Let's just start at the beginning. So you and I, man, we have a lot in common, right? Like we, not only did we grow up in the same city, Toronto, by the way. For those of you who don't know, um, we're also sneaker YouTubers. We're also big Raptors fans. I'm not sure what exactly your origin story was when it comes to sneakers. So what got you into sneakers? What were some of your earliest memories with sneakers? Maybe get into that a little bit. Uh, earliest memories. I guess it would be as a kid. Um, so my parents, we, like, we weren't well off. We were, like, like they, they moved here from Asia and um, I was born here. But then we weren't like spoiled or anything like that. So it was one of those families where we would get one pair of shoes in September mm-hmm. and that ex- that's expected to last the entire year, right? So growing up, like Nikes were kind of like way too expensive for us. So they'd take me to like a, I don't even know what, what mall it was, but some random Asian mall. And then we just buy like whatever shoes we see on, the, on, on, on display. Um, and then so there I am with some no-name shoes, and then I remember my first distinct memory is seeing one of my good friends. He came in like the first week of, of school with um, the Air More Uptempos with the big Air written on the oh, sides, yeah. and I was like, "What the like? What the heck are those, man? Those are amazing!" Um, so that's like one of my first first memories of, I guess you can say, like popular sneakers. Um, and in terms of like how I kind of fell in love with that whole culture is i grew up obviously a basketball fan um, my dad had like those illegal scramblers uh, i think that was what it's called like you can th- steal signals from like other uh, oh okay other, no, like, i TV. thought that was like a name of a shoe or something oh no no, no, no. yeah, yeah. like <laughs> okay. you could steal like tv signals from other places so we would have wgn so we'd watch michael jordan during 
um, well, from what I can remember, his second three-peat. Like, that's when I really got interested in basketball. So um, I remember, like, the, the Jordan 11s or the 12s, the 13s and 14s. And then my aunt's uh, boyfriend, he gave me a pair of the OG playoff 12s. So I was in elementary school. I, I wore them for the first time at my basketball uh, tournament. Um, and that's really what kickstarted like the love. Like that, after that, I became really aware of popular sneakers and what people were wearing. Right. But again, like I wasn't coming from a well-off family. So like I, I didn't have the opportunity to buy any of those until I started working in mid to late high school, started making my own money. Um, and then the first shoe I got after the 12s were. I think my mom finally bought me the first pair of Jordans was the Air Jordan 21 in the white colorway. Okay. Athletes World at, uh, I think it was Yorkdale, Yorkdale Mall. I think it was like $300 at the time, which was something stupid for- Whoa, that's for, for back for that then, price. that was yeah, crazy. For that, for that year, it was, it was crazy. Um, so yeah, that after that, the floodgates really opened. Then I bought with my own money, like the Fire Red 3s, Mars 4s, Military 4s, all that stuff. Um, and I've been buying ever since. So I think starting from 2000 and maybe late 2015 or 26, or sorry, 2005 or 2006, around that time, that's when I started buying and I haven't stopped. So it was it was the basketball, the love of basketball that yeah, kind of yeah. first got you into it. Yep, for sure. The technology yeah. behind it and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, that totally makes sense now, like why you cover basketball sneakers so much on your channel. Like you, you, you've genuinely had this personal journey with basketball sneakers yeah and, and why you even got into sneakers in the first place that's very interesting what's high school did you go to by the way uh sir john a mcdonald in uh scarborough i guess you can say yeah the, the okay. border of scarborough okay okay now i went to i went to bray buff college dude i don't know okay you, yeah yeah, yeah. You so know you're like the, the the equivalent school to st joe's right yeah yeah, yeah exactly exactly my girlfriend actually my fiance now uh, she she Oof. went to st joe's <laughs> is that how you guys met well, I mean, St. Joe's was a, uh, by the way, well, yeah, guys listening like, to the podcast have no idea what we're talking about. But anyway, St. Joe's was a all-girls school. Bray Buff was an all-guys school. So we didn't meet at school, but we actually met at a bus stop while we were waiting for the bus to go to school. Sheesh, look at you, <laughs> so, man. <laughs> so, look at you. Yeah, and I actually, like, last month proposed to her at that same bus stop. Wow. Just to, just to bring just to bring wow. life full circle. <laughs> did you get? Did you capture that on camera? Yeah, yeah, I captured it on camera too. Damn. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, it was Congrats. a pretty big, Congrats. pretty big. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah. So yeah, interesting, man. So I, I actually spend a lot of time in Scarborough now because my parents live there now. So every time I go back, I'm always in that Scarborough nice. area. Nice, nice. Uh, so okay, so thank you for giving us your background story there. So now you by now like 2023 you're pretty much one of the OGs in sneaker YouTube. You were one of the first people that people watched you know to actually even get into sneakers i know for me watching your channel specifically back in like 2017 was like kind of what really kickstarted my uh love for sneakers so what actually made you i know like what made you fall in love with sneakers but what actually made you want to start a youtube channel about shoes and actually like give people your opinion about sneakers yeah so i think i started my channel in i think 2016 i want to say um, but for like a handful of years before that, I, I guess you could say I was like an up and coming 
Instagram sneaker influencer or whatever you want to call it um, or content creator. So that kind of started because I was part of that organization called Team Roshi, um, which was like the unofficial official fan club of the Nike Roshi, Roshi Run or Roshi One. Um, so we had like built up our social media to at, at its peak it was like 300,000 followers. Now it's like a fraction of what it was, but um, at, at its heyday, it was like super, super hyped and popular. And then it was through Team Roshi that I got my first opportunity to work with a brand. Uh, so shout out to Brandon from, uh, who's not there anymore, but he he used to work for uh, Finish Line. So Finish Line gave me my first opportunity to work with a brand. Um, and then that's really when I started to uh, focus my time and efforts on like curating my own Instagram account. And that's really where I started building up an audience, um, on that platform. So that was going well, a uh, handful of years working with, you know, Foot Locker Canada, Chance Canada, things like that. And then I came to a point where I was like, mm, what else can I do? Right. Cause it was, things were good, but I always want to, I guess, improve and challenge myself and, um, the natural progression from being a photographer is let's do video. And at the time, I know you had said like I was one of the OGs. I respectfully disagree. Uh, there was a ton of legends already in the, in the, in the space, like Fomer Simpson, uh, Nightwing from Wear Testers, Hess Kicks, all those guys. Like I watched them for years before I even thought about starting my own channel. But one day I was like, I told my my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, I was like, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna start a YouTube channel." And she looked at me with the weirdest look. She's like, "Okay," but because she knew I'm someone that's not usually comfortable in front of the camera. I I'm a photographer by, you know, by nature, and I like to be behind the camera, right? So I was like, "I'm just gonna risk it." You know, I'm gonna put up a couple videos. If the reception is terrible, or if I'm like that nervous, or I hate myself that much, then I'll just call it quits. But at least I can say I tried. So the first video I posted, it was the, it was one of the Yeezys. Um, I didn't even show my face. It was just like a hot, like B roll footage of the shoe. And then the second video, I, that's when I uh, sat in front of the camera and recorded myself. And then the reception right from the beginning, honestly, was like 99% positive, um, compliments from strangers and friends alike. So everyone just had good things to say. And I was like, all right, this is cool. Like. It's not as bad as I thought. Um, and the feedback I was getting was tremendous. So I was like, all right, let's just keep doing this and see where it goes. And then I eventually caught notice from other brands and started got, giving, getting more opportunities to work with these brands. And the rest is history. And here we are. I'm still doing it today. That's amazing, man. So the photography came first. And Definitely. then, and then that progress into YouTube. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think it's amazing what you've done with your channel, which is like kind of blend your photography talent into YouTube. Like your thumbnails are like, come on, <laughs> hands down, best thumbnails in the game. Actually, I had a comment a couple of days ago when I, when I posted a video about a new balance shoe and someone wrote like, bro, I think I've seen the same th thumbnail like 20 times by now, <laughs> because like all my thumbnails look exactly the same almost. Yeah. Meanwhile, yours are like, dude so like amazing and nice to look at oh, thanks, but that <laughs> but that's because like i mean you 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 have like obviously like an incredible photography skill you, and you. even your videos like the b-roll that you film like to my understanding is actually just like a like pictures you've taken of the yeah. shoe and you kind of yeah. close in on the pictures yeah. which is also like a really unique way of doing uh 
of doing b-roll so I, th- I think it's really cool how you've kind of integrated your talents together into into youtube yeah and uh and so okay cool thanks thanks for how, how would you describe your content like how would you describe your content compared to other sneaker youtubers um honestly i can't really compare just because there's a select few people that i watch like your channel uh wear testers um elliot page seth fowler like you kind of can't see like there's a similar theme in the type of content that i watch and i think um that's the type of content that I like to produce as well, which is in as few words as possible, informative to the point, um, factual, technical, things like that. Like I don't really watch sneaker YouTube to be entertained. I just go on to learn more about the sneakers that I'm into and learn, um, you know, things like sizing, fit, comfort, tech, all that stuff, which is, yeah, that's, that's what I want. Yeah, no, that, that's, I think that's the main reason why people even watch our channels. Like, oh, like they want to know yeah, how does not, it fit. Not to be entertained, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no one's watching us for entertainment, man. Like, that's Let's what, get that's popcorn what, and uh, put on some JD kicks. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, man. Like, I, I think YouTube, like, I, I was having this convo with my girlfriend about differences between YouTube and TikTok. And, like, I, I feel like now YouTube is a place where people go to be informed of things and, and find, like, more, like, informational content, more, like, how-to, more, like, how is this fitting, how, which camera is better than the other camera, that kind of content. Whereas TikTok is a place where people just go to be entertained. That's yes. what I feel. That's the type of content that does best. Because I've tried putting reviews on TikTok. Nobody cares about it. <laughs> Meanwhile, like last week, I posted this really stupid, funny video about the uh, Drake slides, you know, those like swimming slides. Yeah. And like that that video literally took me less than two minutes to edit and post on TikTok. And it was just a stupid video. And that one got like close to a million views. <laughs> like, and, and, and like, and, and, and I posted another follow up stupid video about the T- Tiffany Air Force Ones. That one too is like 200K views by nice. now. So it's like, it's like, that's the type of content people want on TikTok. Just dumb, entertain me yeah. quickly, right? So quick, quick videos you can just scroll, you know? Exactly, exactly. You, you don't want to you don't want to hear like information about a shoe on there. It's just like, yeah. tell me something stupid about the shoe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that, so yeah, exactly. That that's that's the main difference I find. And so far, like you've been doing this for a few years now. What would you say was maybe the first cool moment or the first like, wow, I'm a sneaker YouTuber moment. And what's like overall, like the coolest moment you've had so far creating content on YouTube? Um. Probably the first time it was like, wow, uh, was when I was recognized just on the street. I think it was like a champ store or something like that. Like a random customer came up to me and he's like, he gave me this look. He's like eyeing me down and he just comes up to me. He's like, are you, are you like the YouTuber? <laughs> like, are you on YouTube? <laughs> and keep in mind, like, this was like the early days when I just started the channel. So it wasn't like normal for me to be approached and recognized so that was kind of like very humbling and and cool in in a sense um but in terms of like the best experience ever would probably be when uh, converse flew me and a bunch of other youtubers and content creators out to new york city for uh the launch of the the flyknit the converse um like the chuck taylor flyknit um that was oh wow that's big (laughs) yeah yeah so this was like maybe 
2017, I want to say, or 18. Um, Sneaker Talk was there. Uh, Kick Genius when they were, you know, a duo. Seth Fowler when he was like very, very early on in his career. Yeah, early, early Seth, yeah. Um, so a bunch of like big and small names and a lot of small names then who have become huge now. Uh, we were there. They put us on a helicopter. We flew over Manhattan, dangling our our feet with a convert with a Chuck Taylor, <laughs> you know, over top like Empire State Building and all that stuff. So that was wild. So that was really one of those wow, like mom, I've made it moments. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, that's amazing. I, I haven't had anything even half as cool as that happen. To that's, be fair, that's though, the, crazy. the game has changed a lot between then and now in the sense that, like it's a lot more saturated and i feel like brands aren't investing as much money into those sort of marketing techniques as mm. as they were back in the day yeah okay but but still come on that's that's an amazing story though yeah, you know being flown out unforgettable yeah like you, you started doing this like in your house you know just making yeah. videos and next <laughs> thing you're, you're being <laughs> yeah. exactly and now, now you're being flown out to new york you got your feet dangling from a helicopter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice man nice no that, that's awesome that's awesome so you do live in toronto canada all right so i left toronto six six years ago and to be honest i wasn't like i really only got heavy into sneakers after i moved to europe so I don't necessarily know what it's like copying sneakers in Canada. So what would you, what would you say, like, could you describe the sneaker scene in Toronto, Canada specifically, and what's some of the most difficult things about being a sneakerhead in Canada? Um, I think there's been like a big shift in terms of the scene uh, locally here. So when I first started buying sneakers, it was uh, very, very like niche. Um, I guess you could say that was fair game for like across the world but like at least my experience here in toronto is very very tight-knit community we would have like summits where basically you meet up and shoot the shit with other sneakerheads and bring your pairs to trade and sell and stuff and um even like, like a of, mini like, sneaker con like just yeah, yeah like yeah very very like just run by like organized by one or two guys in a gym of a elementary school or something like that oh okay and wow. then um so and in terms of access to product, it was in a sense easier. Uh, so like the Foot Lockers and Champs here, they would do pre-orders. So you, they'd have a list of upcoming releases, and then if you want one, you pay the price of the shoe on a gift card, and then they'd write your name down and your size, and then it would be guaranteed to pick up on the release day. So, oh, but yeah, then it, wouldn't wouldn't everyone just want to buy the gift cards then? Or like, yeah, how, yeah, how, how yeah, did they, how, how did they decide like who gets the gift cards? No, like it, it was the demand wasn't high enough that it would sell out. Oh wow! Yeah, okay, so, wow. Okay. So you just go to your local foot locker and be like, hey, you know the the whatever elevens are coming out in December. Uh, can I put my name down on the list? And let's say the cutoff date was like October thirty first. As long as you do that transaction and put your name on the list before that, you were guaranteed your pair and your size. Oh wow! Man. So the game was like. In that Wait, sense, it was so. How long ago was this? I think the last pair they did that was the Concords in was it twenty twelve? I think Concord. Okay, wow. Okay, so so a while ago. Yeah, so that was I think that was the last pair they did pre-orders. But even like the the countdown packs, all the the old love new love packs, like all those you could pre-order if you wanted to, um, just because the the scene was so small and like there wasn't that much demand. Um, but at the same time, pre this complete digital age of commerce um 
our selection also was also like a lot more limited. So stuff that Canada didn't get, you'd either have to buy on eBay or just network and make friends with people who were in the States or in Japan or whatever, who would help you buy the shoe and you'd have to trust them to mail it to you. So stuff like that was so different, but it kind of made it more special in a way, just because it was one of those, like, if you know, you know, sort of things. Okay. Um, but today it's, I mean, it's probably not too different from anywhere else in the world in the sense that so many people are into sneakers and it's all about the dollars and, and resell and, um, and in terms of Canadian like stock allocation, it's better than it was. Uh, like we definitely get a lot of the limited collaborations, but our quantities that we get are sometimes like laughable. It's like we get what, like 25 pairs, 50 pairs for a national wide website, which is ridiculous, <laughs> right? So that's like, that's you know, like, uh, we've talked before and you, you've expressed like how impossible it is to buy shoes sometimes here versus in Europe. Yeah, de definitely. I mean, just just the six a.m. wake up time oh, for sneakers God. is 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 nuts. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because we're tied to the European like operations. I think something. No, but that still lines. doesn't make sense because like six a.m. in Canada is like three p.m. in Europe. Oh, that's and, weird. Oh no, not even. It's twelve twelve p.m. in Europe, and all the sneakers release at nine a.m. here. So I don't understand why it would release. Oh, 12 so p.m. It, it doesn't make any sense. Midnight for us would be nine for you. Is that? No, no, no. So like technically, it should release at 3 a.m. where you are if you want to oh, be aligned right, with right, the right. euro. Sorry, three hours. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I I never understood the 6 a.m. and every time I'm back home <laughs> and I'm trying to cop, I I miss every single release, every single one. Yo, word of advice: don't even don't even bother waking up for that, man. <laughs> it's like it's not even worth it. No chance. I can count the number of times I've hit. And I, eventually I just stopped trying because well, what was the biggest shoe that you hit on sneakers Canada uh, fragment uh, Travis Lowe's the one oh nice okay you <laughs> yeah. hit on a, that's a big one okay after that I was like, all right I'm done <laughs> now you're done for life oh, after on that. that note yeah <laughs> okay and and like what about like the uh, there must be also like a lot more sneaker boutiques now in in Canada and Toronto specifically right so does did that help out in any way or is it pretty much impossible to get shoes from there as well i actually think in terms of number of boutiques it's it's shrunk um oh okay. so there was a point in time when the scene was really growing um and that's when we had stores like uh so livestock which is still around we had goodfoot um nomad uh capsule and there was north trooper stolen riches uh, the zone a lot of those have like come and gone so as of now there's only a few that are standing uh and then other than that they've we've seen a lot of resale shops pop up like a ton od toronto plus uh there's so many like and some of them are all over the big malls too so like these guys are somehow doing really really well but they can afford like, the are, rent for yeah no that's crazy because uh, od toronto i've seen that place it's right on queen street yeah and i'm sure their rent must be through the roof yeah um, OD, I but, think they only have one location, but plus has they gotta have like at least like yeah three or man, five stores. I, I couldn't help but notice that every single mall I went to, like there's there's several consignment stores inside the mall, which yeah. which I've never seen in like my last few years visiting Toronto. Is that like, like a thing in Europe too, or not really? There's man in Berlin, maybe there's like 
one consignment store here that Sheesh. I can think of, like big one. Like consignment is not really a thing here. It's mainly it's weird, man. It's weird how yeah. Yeah, like consignment stores are quite popular in the UK, but uh, and also quite a bit in Paris, but most other European cities, not really. Maybe it's like a, maybe it's because it's so hard to get shoes here in Canada, so they can, like, there's a market for it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, and I, I think I think like also like just the bigger cities in Europe have consignment stores, but they're not like people don't think of going to consignment stores to buy shoes. It's mainly like from what i can tell like mainly celebrities who go there because I, I follow some of these stores on instagram they just keep posting pictures of celebrities who walked in buying shoes it's yeah. not really like your average sneakerhead's not really going there to buy shoes basically so, when money's not a thing and you just want the shoes ASAP, exactly exactly that's why they exist interesting yeah so yeah i mean so it sounds pretty tough man yet you somehow managed to I mean, I, I know your audience probably thinks you're getting everything for for retail. No, not even, man. Not even. I wish. I wish. <laughs> that, that's what people think of my channel, too. They think like, oh, man, this guy is like making reviews because he bots every release and gets, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. gets I every... I get that backdoored everything. Yeah, no, everyone's bought, backdooring blah, blah, blah. to JD. Yeah. Yeah, no, they I think wish, I'm plugged I in, wish. man. They think I'm plugged in with every boutique here. I'm like, yeah. bro, I get the shoes the same way you guys do. Like, literally, I enter raffles and that's how i get shoes it's flattering but uh no i wish i was that good <laughs> yeah so so like percentage wise like how much are you getting for retail versus resale um maybe 50 50 okay yeah that's that's about yeah yeah i mean i would say for me i would say 70 30 maybe like 70 being retail because it is easier to be honest to get shoes over here than canada for sure yeah uh but yeah okay 50 50 is is about right yeah so what are some so speaking of like sneaker youtube specifically like what are some changes you've noticed on sneaker youtube over the last few years whether it be the type of content you you yourself make or just like the type of content you've noticed is become a lot more popular what, what are some of the changes you've noticed over sneaker youtube well in terms of myself i think i'd like to think i i stayed fairly consistent which is something i'm kind of proud of um kind of like echoing what i said to you earlier it's it's the type of content that i like to watch and that's kind of like what i want to produce and that's that hasn't changed over the years so loved or hate it some call it boring some call it you know lack of innovation but you know to me 99 percent of the comments i get are positive and people like genuinely thank me for helping them with their decisions which is kind of like what my intention was from the get-go um in terms of the larger youtube scene i can't really speak to it because i don't watch too much of it but i've definitely noticed there's a lot more creators in the space which is which is cool like i mean more power to anyone that wants to start a channel like the best time to start it is now you know mm -hmm. just do it um and there's definitely people that have amazing cinematography and um and i've also seen sneakers being utilized in like other channels that aren't focused on sneakers specifically like a lot of fashion youtubers are now implementing sneakers in their content or like um even just like whoa 
that's that european uh yeah siren, no dude eh? did you did you hear, oh you can you could hear the siren yeah, yeah it's dude so loud. it's it's bro like and, and i i live my apartment lives right on this main street where the where the ambulance passes by like every 10 minutes man it's kind of it's so annoying and that is that's distinctly a european siren i think right like it, oh it's yeah no yeah here. of course of course yeah you, you and <laughs> it's it's not it's it's not like every city in europe has the same siren like if you go to paris they have a totally different siren but this berlin one is particularly <laughs> annoying <laughs> um anyways but yeah uh long story short is we're just seeing sneakers being be, like a, it's a reflection of society these days like it's much more mainstream and that's being yeah. reflected in the content and who kind of involves sneakers in their uh in their videos which is kind of cool yeah i definitely agree with you there's a lot more c- creators in the space i actually read this very interesting forbes article last year where they 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 pulled a bunch of i guess teenagers in different continents and in in asia like asking them what what do you want to be when you grow up like what's your future career aspirations like the answers were like engineer doctor and in in america overwhelmingly the number one answer was influencer oh my gosh so (laughs) so so i mean that that kind of you know answers why there's so many creators in the space now yeah 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 there, there's a whole like conspiracy theory that that China is like trying to dumb down American kids by giving them TikToks or making them all into influencers instead of doctors and lawyers yeah. and all well, that. I mean, crazier <laughs> things have happened. I wouldn't be. Surprised. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, man. But anyways, okay. So let's get into your collection. I can you viewers out there, you can't see what I'm seeing right now, but I'm looking at Sean <laughs> on my Google Hangouts, and he's got like a Mount Kilimanjaro of like. <laughs> just sneaker boxes on top of sneaker boxes piled up behind him so i want to get into that I, like i mean you you probably know exactly the answer to this question since you have a, a microsoft excel spreadsheet you'd so be surprised first, i know i know what questions come in though yeah yeah so i want to know basically how big is your collection first of all i'm already expecting like a ginormous number and second of all i know you don't keep them all in your apartment so a lot of people ask me this question with sneaker storage so how do you actually store your sneakers? Where do you store them? Where do you keep your collection? So to your first question, I actually don't know. Uh, be, and the reason for that is, so yes, I do have an Excel spreadsheet, but I didn't create that until like years into my collecting. So it starts at a certain point in time, I don't remember, but everything prior to that, like I didn't have any records for. So I don't have an exact number of shoes that I have, but it's definitely like i want to say like maybe 400 plus oh okay for sure it is like for sure it is i just 400 plus how many more there are over hold on this is this is your collection like this is stuff you wear yeah bro i've been buying since like oh six right so it's a lot of old stuff just sitting there which is kind of scary i don't know how they're doing now but so so the sneakers you have in your apartment right now are those the ones that okay like they're in your rotation quote unquote to speak uh, like <laughs> yeah, well the stuff at the bottom of the of Mount Kilimanjaro probably isn't really uh being worn too often but <laughs> I, I would like to think the stuff I keep in my home right now are the pairs that I would wear uh, more regularly but to be honest it's stuff that's more easily accessible that's like on the top of the piles or like on the outer edges that I can just easily uh, grab and, and rock. Yeah. So so the rest of your sneakers, where do you keep all of them? Yeah, so it's got to be creative. Um, so 
my office, my parents' house, their basement, um, storage, my locker, just anywhere where you can kind of stash some pairs and then you but like you you like do you even know by now like where all your shoes are it sounds like there's so many different places <laughs> I, I i have a i have a good idea of where what is where um if you're asking me for specifics then sometimes it takes a little bit of digging but generally i would know like maybe like some of the older sbs would be like at my parents house um like a lot of the yeezys uh, I would, uh, which I don't wear too often anymore. Like I keep those in like a locker, for example. So, in that okay. sense, yes, I, I kind of know. Okay, wow. So, man, uh, my collection is <laughs> way smaller than yours. I like uh, as far as like please, my personal. Please don't get to my level. Please don't get. To nah, my dude, level. that that that's crazy, bro. Like I like I, I've always said this on my channel before. Like I try to keep my personal collection at around fifty to sixty pairs, and every pair I that I would die for that. Dude, like, like I've always done this. Like every pair I add to my collection, right? I have to always get rid of one because I'm like, I'm not gonna know, need yeah. these many shoes, right? So I always end up like selling one when I add one to my own collection. So now it's at around sixty, I would say, like six, maybe even like sixty-five. I don't know, but, um, but yeah, four hundred is nuts, bro. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying really, really hard to, when I review or like when I get a shoe in, let go of one. So. The last two years is which is when i really like cranked up my youtube content because of the pandemic and stuff like that that kind of like snowballed into this whole beast um yeah. so 2023 my resolution so far at least has been to kind of do a one in one out which i've been successful at so far but we'll see because january has been really quiet so that's not saying much so we'll see yeah yeah january has <laughs> been quiet man Okay, so let's say I I know it's tough to answer this question because your sneakers are all over the place. I was gonna say like if if like there was a forest <laughs> fire at your at your uh, locker and you had to save five oh. pairs, but your your shoes are everywhere though. So like yeah. your shoes are all over. So let's just say it's Armageddon, bro. Like it's like nuclear war, World War Three, and <laughs> oh you can, you're only allowed to basically save five pairs from your whole collection right like what are you running to Bro. to grab what are the five pairs you're gonna keep okay um before i answer this can i sell the shoe get the money and do stuff with that money or this is strictly about the love of the shoe and not the money oh like, I, I love I take, that like, i like that's five that's, pairs man that's a fucking awesome question that's a real accounting question right there <laughs> 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 i love it man i love the question um okay yeah you know what let's say let's say you're allowed to sell it you're allowed to sell it too and 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 feed yourself throughout this nuclear war <laughs> like what what are you like okay it, but but are you just gonna keep shoes that you're gonna be able to sell though or are you gonna keep some that you actually love oh man <laughs> okay let's say let's say i'll sell two and i'll keep three it's just for the whatever just okay we'll sure. make up some rules so i'll sell uh one of my off-white one of one of my off-white chicago uh jordan ones yo you got um, multiple yes yeah, i do <laughs> bro that's I, I i grabbed a i grabbed a couple when it was like not that expensive like okay. shortly after the release yeah and they just gone ridiculously high. smart i'll sell one of those um Oh, probably. I guess I'll have to sell my pure platinum Yeezy twos. So that'll probably get me what, Oof. like, Damn. like eleven 
grand Canadian. Yeah, easy. That could go a long way in a you know Armageddon situation. Um, I got to wear something at the same time too, right? So all-time favorite shoe, white cement threes. Those are going with me till I die. Um, That's your all-time favorite need shoe. Like a, yeah, 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 white cement threes, man. So, so, so how, many pairs, how many pairs are you buying of the reimagined? I'm going to say at least three. Yeah, man. Like I, I'm not three. even a threes guy, but that shoe is nice, man. I, I even yeah. like that pair more than... Like even the Ama Maniers that came out a few years ago. This oh, this yeah, pair is just sure, so clean, sure. bro. Yeah. For so sure. so white cement three. Um, what so else? White cement threes. I probably need something that's like comfortable or m- more comfortable. Um. So maybe like an off white Presto. The original. Oh, definitely, man. Hundred yeah. percent. That's and going then, in my five uh, for sure. And then for like looks purposes maybe just like a air max one just the og white and reds man just bring it back to the classics i like it man i really like your list you 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 were able to like sell some to feed yourself and and also look good at the same time and also be comfortable at the same time so it's a really well thought out list i like that man spent a long time thinking about it Man, by the way, uh, when I, I watched your uh, top uh, your top twenty sneakers or twenty two sneakers of twenty twenty two, I love that you had the Jordan One Low Travis Scott Reverse Mocha as your number one sneaker no, because no my brainer. personal favorite sneaker, like my white cement three, is uh, the original Jordan One Low Travis Scott. So the nice, the, nice, the nice. reverse or is it the dark mocha pair? I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like my most worn sneaker. I love that sneaker, so I would definitely take that with me in a nuclear invasion and uh, and people were calling me like hype beast you know for having that as my favorite sneaker of all time but i just love that shoe so it was nice to see you also put that shoe as yeah, your number one fire pickup. fire colorway love it love it yeah yeah and uh, it's also like the only one of the only shoes that it, like truly resembles the og jordan ones in terms of like the toe box and also mm-hmm. like if you notice it's got like eight lace holes as opposed yeah. to seven like only the og pairs used to have the eight yeah. so it's 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 a really nice pair very cool. Thanks for thanks for answering that question. Really well thought out. I would hire you as my accountant for sure, man. Accountant and, uh, and PR. Okay, I'll, I'll do both. Definitely. I'll craft man. your answers. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, so speaking of money, right? So if money was no issue, what is the one sneaker you would buy? If money was not an issue, um, obviously buy... it has to be a sneaker that you don't already own. Yeah, I don't know for sure. I would get. Um, Probably the New York City Pigeon Dunks, SB Dunks. Oh, like f- when they when there was like a news story about it, like from way back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those, those. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So there was only like five thousand, right, or something I don't even like that. How many? But it's like f- probably like forty grand now, or something stupid. Nice. That's nice. just like quintessential sneaker culture. It's like represented in that shoe. That's kind of yeah. like. And that reminds me of like those earlier days when I was buying sneakers. Like I would always see articles about that shoe and you know photos and stuff like that. But it's always been one of those like unattainable sneakers. Like I mean, if I really wanted to, I'm sure I could save and sell a bunch of stuff and buy like a worn pair. But like it's kind of cool just to keep it as a as a grail. You know what I mean? Definitely, no good good answer for sure. Um, Okay, so let's get into 
sneaker culture right now do you think like over the last couple of years right there's been a crazy i would say like increase in the amount of people interested in sneakers Mm -hmm. like you you might have even noticed that with the amount of people watching your content now the number of subscribers you've gotten last couple of years do you think like right now in 2023 sneaker culture is in a healthy place and you can define healthy however you want but do you do you do you think it's been generally good what's been happening with sneaker culture over the last few years uh it's kind of a yeah it's a bit of a broad question question. um i would say like it's good and bad at the same time uh like you said it's kind of so oversaturated and these major brands are just dropping huge releases so frequently it's week after week there's something the next big thing is what they're saying right so in that sense it's kind of diminished like the meaning of each release because it's not as special as it used to be like 10 years ago when something big was dropping that was like you knew this was like special for the entire year and it wasn't just going to be replaced by something new and shiny the next week um so in that sense it's kind of like stale and the fact that so many people are in it like i don't want to judge like everyone has their motives but what i see as like the wrong reasons which is like profiting and you know everyone just wants to look like each other and wear the same things kind of like that's so different than how it was before um so those in in those sense like it's kind of like bad but at the same time we've never seen so many nice sneakers release within a year as there have been in the last couple of years which is great for people that genuinely love sneakers so yes it's tough to buy like a travis scott an off-white or a jown collaboration but at the same time there's so many nice sneakers that you can get that are just sitting like the teddy santis new balance collection we both love those and there's zero hype surrounding them now you can literally buy them on sale um air max ones had a quiet amazing year last year from nike definitely so many amazing colorways and even collabs too that just didn't the do casinos well in the yeah man casinos and did you see that like there was no resell at all in the casinos and that yeah. was like an amazing pair so so many under the radar pairs that people don't care about just because there's no value over retail but that's great for actual genuine fans of sneakers that want pairs to rock yeah no i i think right now we're at a much healthier place than a couple of years ago because i think a lot of people who are in it just for the resale they're starting to kind of exit i've i've noticed that for example i'm in some discord groups i've noticed that the discord chats have been not so much about like resale prices these days it's more about like okay like this shoe looks dope i think i'm gonna Mm -hmm. buy it you know like and and it's starting to get a little bit more healthier now that the money and the dollar signs are starting to leave the game a little bit so so i'm liking it a lot and like you said like today for example in europe this morning the tom Sachs general purpose brown pair released Mm -hmm. and it sat on sneakers for like five hours all sizes even men's sizes so um which is which was crazy because you remember the original pair like what that went for yeah. right so it, it, it was nice to see like it's just it's just getting a lot easier now to get some of these shoes so which is good for someone like me who makes content yeah exactly yeah that's also yeah. A, a hidden little bonus right there's definitely so many pairs that we can create content around without having to pay resale. exactly for sure for sure uh okay we're getting towards the end of this so i wanted you to 
right now rank your top five sneaker brands, a one to five or five to one. Let's do a five to one. Okay. Uh, and this is, so my ranking is based off of what I personally like, and this is not like a reflection on the general sneaker community. Okay. Yeah. So, what you put, what you personally um, like five. I, I, wait, hold on. Hold yeah. on. Yeah, when yeah, you yeah. say personally, when I say personally, like, I mean, I mean like you think that right now they're putting out the best sneakers. Yeah compared to other brands that you like yeah yeah okay okay um so five i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna get flame for this but asics i know people no why would you get flamed i think i think that's a really solid five in toronto i think a lot of people love asics i don't know or just people that that are around me they just seem to love asics no, I don't. I don't think you would get flamed for that at all, man. Like, like, like you would get flamed because why? You you think people would say you low. rank it too low? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, you I might get flamed for I that. I didn't mess with the Jown collabs last year. All those collabs, like I didn't, I didn't buy any of those. But like, I appreciated them from afar. But like, people were going crazy for those, man. Like Jown, I've said it too, man. Jown collabs, they look nice, but like for a collab, it was kind of weak, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, okay. So A six number five four uh hot take man but saucony i'm gonna go saucony number four. Oh, okay nice yeah, man. It, nice for nice. me personally like it's a brand that i've i don't have too much of a history with but in the last year or two like i've really begun to like dive into their releases pick them up and i've grown like a strong appreciation for the brand um comfort is solid and the materials for the price is unmatched like the it's like a, what 150 for a collaboration and you get like top-notch quality it's it's ridiculous so Saucony number four number three uh, <laughs> it gets tough now right um i'm looking behind me at at the mountain of kicks hold one second <laughs> okay number three i'm gonna say and sorry, I'm splitting them up, but number three, I'm going to go Nike. Number two, I'm going to go Jordan. Okay. Um, just, I consider them kind of like separate. Even though yeah, they are, they the are separate. Yeah. I, I think you should consider them separate. So I think Jordan at number two, just because, I mean, if you think about it, we've gotten Fire Red 3, we've gotten basically Chicago 1, Chicago 2, and then White Cement 3 in a, in a couple months, like within a span of like a year or so, That that's ridiculous for someone that's like a hardcore og jordan colorway guy i mean can you imagine getting this back in the day like i, I couldn't so jordan Mancudo is to giving the fans for the most part what we want um and the shape of the shoes are way way better oh the Material, ones now yeah. man even the general release ones the shape is so yeah, nice so nice and tapered um yeah. two obviously nike they're giants uh sorry three nike obviously they're giants but i'm just trying to think like there's a lot of cool stuff, but I just think Jordan edges them slightly. Um, but don't quote me on that because there's probably something that I'm forgetting. But uh, anyways, that leaves that number one, and I'm sure you guys know if you follow my channel. New Balance, they have absolutely killed it the last uh, undisputed two, three years. Uh, and it's incredible to see like the rise year after year. I think like starting from, I would say like, the Joe Fresh Goods 992 is probably when it like really just started like 
going off the charts. Yeah. And the hype has just grown and grown and grown every single year. No, 100%. And, like, forget about the hype. You know, like, people will say, oh, the Teddy Santis is sitting and New Balance is starting to fall off. I'm like, Good, man. bro, Good. That, that doesn't mean that those are bad shoes. Like, those are amazing general release Please shoes. Please sit on the shelves so that I can buy whatever I want without on sale. To exactly. On sale. Bro, you know the raw amethyst? I got it, like, 30% off, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's so my, nice. What, my number two... Teddy Santis and your number one Teddy Santis of, of that collection was 30% off, that tells you that it's a good thing. No, 100%. Uh, right? Like I, I think I think New Balance is right now so far ahead of any other brand and as far as like number one, undisputed for me too. And it's interesting though because I hear, well, first of all, two things. Number one, I see a lot of friends, of personal friends of mine who would never ever be caught in a New Balance four or five years ago. Now they're buying up 2002 R's, 1906 R's, 990s, like it's the Adidas Boost era, you know, like that, like people are going crazy for New Balances like they were for Adidas back in the day. But on that note, like I don't think New Balance is going to suffer that same fate as Adidas because if you think about it, Adidas at the time was relying on a technology for the most part and like Ultra Boost, NMB, Yeezy the common denominator denominator was boost whereas right. for new balance they're not just relying on new flashy hyped models um 990s have been around since like the early 90s or so and the 990 v6 just got released that's been well received and then we have like 2002 r 1906 r which are all like reinterpretations of old models so that's really cool to see so i don't think they're gonna suffer that same fate of like giving us too much too fast because there's always other models they can go back to like the 998 for example that's yeah. arguably new balance's most popular silhouette with the 997 back in 10 years ago and we still haven't seen a single pair of those to release in a handful of years that's very true they could uh, also I, i like the 860 also v2 which is mm -hmm. a bit of underrated and this year they've brought out the 610 i don't know if you've seen that which is like a hiking yep. sneaker Uh, yep. and, and they made it, you know, more lifestyle-y. I, I yep. think that was a pretty interesting take. And they're, they're just, they just have so many sneakers at their disposal. I, mm -hmm. I've started to notice, however, that they're starting to kind of kill it with too many colorways on some models. Like, I feel like they kind of killed the 550. Yep. Like, the 550 was super hyped, and then they dropped so many similar-looking, almost identical colorways that the hype just kind of died quick on that. But um and and yeah and let's hope they don't fall down the same mistake that Nike did with the Dunks for example. All yeah, right, so but like like we said like I mean if the 550s die just bring out something else from their from their true. collection, right? True, definitely. Uh, it looks like this year they might be trying to hype up the 991s, right? Because they have a collab yep. with John. Oh, yeah, exactly, 991. We haven't seen a 990 V4 other than like the the one the one or two collaborations. So yeah. there's a ton of stuff they can do. Definitely. All right, we're just gonna finish off the pod as usual by just quickly counting down what's dropping in the next two weeks. So we're recording the pod February the seventh. So let's talk about next two weeks after this. Uh, on the ninth, we're gonna be getting the Jordan Four and the Sea Foam colorway, a woman's exclusive pair. So look for those to drop. Pretty nice colorway, nice color blocking like the Fire Red, uh, Fire Red Fours. Uh, there's also February the 10th, another Vomero 5 dropping, this one in the wheat grass colorway. Vomero fans out there, like myself, I'm going to be going after this pair because 
nice colorway really really nice so we're moving on to february the 11th another jordan 4 two fours in the same week we're going to be getting the jordan 4 in the special edition craft colorway just a nice gray pair very high retail price on this of 230 us dollars or 225 us dollars so yeah so Oof. it's it's that it's getting up there man even the sea foams the sea foams which is like just a gr jordan yeah. 4 the retail is 210 lord so, wow yeah man inflation is real not yeah, for I'm them though that. because like i'm like how much did it cost you to make this shoe now because of inflation like three dollars instead of two dollars like come on man <laughs> don't, don't don't give me that shit but, but yeah man so we're gonna be getting two more pairs of fours this week uh then february the 14th valentine's day we're gonna be getting the nike dunk low yellow heart it's just a white dunk low with a little yellow heart on the back so not too special there's gonna be also another colorway dropping of the stussy nike air max penny twos this one is i think the best colorway so far it's like a khaki and black colorway pretty nice on the 15th is the global release of the air jordan one high 85 black white or panda jordan ones as a lot of you like to call it and other than that there's going to be the jordan one reverse laney dropping on february the 17th i don't know if you guys have seen this they're like a are those blue- like the, the marge simpsons or whatever yeah, yeah oh that's what you're calling it the marge I don't know. simpsons I, I, I have no idea what the nickname was it just reminded I, i've me of seen marge. i've seen people call it the the zinchenko ones <laughs> <laughs> which I kind of like is, those. I kind of like those. You do? Reason. I mean, yeah. come on, man! Like, how yeah, would you possibly wear yeah, the shoe? No, it's I'm such not, an outrageous I'm not colorway. Rock them, but like something about that blue and yellow mix, like it's, it, it looks nice to me. It's 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 an interesting colorway. And speaking of Jordan ones, the last pair I wanted to quickly talk about: February the twenty fifth, the Jordan one high elephant. As a fan of the Jordan threes, what do you think of that oh, pair? I'm gonna give it a big hail. Nah, for that real? Is, nah, man. Like it reminds me of like the fake designs from 2008. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Those are hideous, bro. Those are They're nasty. So bad. <laughs> yeah. So that that's about it. Pretty heavy on the Jordans. Oh, one more I forgot to mention. On February the 9th, there is the Jound 991s, which will be releasing on the Jound website. Followed by the following weekend, February the 17th, it will be releasing on New Balance. So. We have one big New Balance release to look forward to. Other than that, Sean, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for appearing on the Kickback Pod. I'm sure our listeners would have really, really enjoyed this episode. I definitely did, getting to know you a little bit better. And uh, wish you the best of luck, man. No, man, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure and honor to be the first guest on the show. So, again, apologies for uh, that uh, 51-episode delay in getting me on the show comment in the beginning that's <laughs> <laughs> all good man all good, but yeah all thank good. you so much man it was it's, it's been a while since i've been a pod so been on a pod so it's uh it's been nice thank you thank you man appreciate it keep putting out that content because i'm definitely as always looking out for it and thank you guys so much for listening we'll catch you on the next one peace